Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Everybody, welcome to Matt Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Star of the podcast, obviously. I know you all tune in for me, and uh, you just sit through Dory. Thanks so much, everybody. I appreciate it. Thank you to all you Forever 35 fans who also listen to that for stories about me. I quit. <laughs> Dory was in here on the phone. I really had thought she started the podcast by herself. I was kind of delighted. And I was hoping it was <laughs> done by the time she came back. That would be so weird if I did that. Um. Yeah. I mean, look. There's a twenty. I have a twenty-five minute chunk of me just talking to myself because you got up and were like, "Fuck you," when I'm out. Remember? That was a long time ago. It wasn't that long ago? It was Wednesday. <laughs> it wasn't Wednesday. Hi, everyone. I didn't even see you on Wednesday. We're back. Yeah, or Thursday. Whew. 76 hours of shooting mm-hmm, last mm. week. 
It's a lot of hours. That's my Monday through Friday, guys. <laughs> I know you all just come here to hear Matt complain about work. No, some do. Um, I'm not complaining. Look. I, we should be grateful. Grateful. Grateful that I have the ability to work. Exactly. And that I have the wherewithal to stay in Anaheim when we had to shoot in Tarzana the next day. Tarzana? Where did I say? Torrance. That's what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) And then when I got up and started driving, I was like, fuck, I'm driving into traffic. It would have been shorter from home. Really? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Um, Anyway, we're back. We shot at Disneyland, everybody. It was a hoot. I hope you all enjoy enjoyed it (laughs) (laughs) you will enjoy it um and then i stayed one extra night over at disneyland and uh went up to my bed 5 50 p.m and then i said not leaving this (laughs) i stayed there until the next morning at 6 30 how'd that feel okay i mean i woke up at like one Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, where's... Oh. <laughs> you didn't go to bed at 5... You didn't go to sleep at 5.50, did I you? I pretty much ordered room service and then went to sleep. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You texting me at like 8.45, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was in Orlando, not at Disney World. I know. Confusingly. Tragic. Yeah. I was at a podcast conference. Well... Did you guys figure it out? Yes. Well, we stopped by the, the news. We stopped by the Zoom booth, and I told the guy there who who looked very sad. Did you tell him that? I told him one, that, two, three. I think there's four of them sitting here. No, but I told him that we like his equipment. <laughs> I do. And he was like, "Thank you." I love his equipment. I just wish I didn't constantly break his equipment by being me and not putting things away correctly. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much you. I mean, it's not, guys. Honestly, these things. I have a Zoom H. Six. Four from oh. 2008 that still works fine. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, look, it's quality equipment. It's good equipment. What can we I say? We use it. We're using a Zoom H6N. Yep. One, two, three. There's one at work, four. Andy has one, five. That's it. We have five right now. Cool. Um, How many are totally functional? Three. No, it was actually, it was really cool. It was um, it was crazy to just see like how many people are involved in this whole podcast ecosystem. Yeah, I know. I was there early. Yep, you were you were too early. And I I, I turned that into an empire. I don't have to do anything at all except podcasts. And boy, oh boy, I struck while the iron was hot. <laughs> Matt Myra, he strikes while the iron is not. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, Boy, that's depressing. Sorry. Honey, we could be millionaires. Well. If I had figured out podcasting when everyone else did or something. I don't know. I think you just always saw it as like a side project. Oh, the side hustle, girl. Yeah. I love side hustles. All of my life is a side hustle. 80 hours a week side hustling this week. That's your main hustle. I front hustle sometimes. I side, front, back hustle. 
a lot of hustling. Point is, everyone, don't stop working. Did you turn the oven off? No, my timer just went off, though, which means my Quest protein pizza is ready. Okay, you should go get that. Because it's 10.53 in the morning. Yep. Why not? It's time to eat a Quest protein pizza. BRB. You gonna keep going or what? I don't know. I, I was going to, and then you, oh, you seemed to think that I wasn't going to. Anyway, hi, everyone. Finally, I can tell you all what I really think about my husband, Matt Myra. JK, I'm not going to say anything bad. I wouldn't say anything bad about him. He's a great husband, and he's a great dad. And you know what? He got really sad last week when he didn't get to see Henry. Like, really sad. He came home, and he was like, Henry's gotten so big. And then on Sunday night, right before his bath, Matt started to cry because he wasn't going to see Henry all week. He got so sad. Remember how he's been saying that he's been more emotional lately? Well, I saw it, IRL. He got really, really sad. Then I got sad. Then I was like, I'm not going to see Henry this week because I'm going to Orlando. I only went for one night, but it was like two full days. I left, I fed Henry Wednesday morning, and then I went to the airport, and then I wasn't back till like midnight on Thursday, like 11.59 p.m. Thursday. You know what I mean? Not like 12.01 a.m. Thursday morning. Anyway, it, it was hard. It was hard to be away from him. Especially like by the second day, by Thursday morning, I was like, all right, I'm ready to be home. Also, you know, I pump four times a day and I feed Henry with my boobs twice a day. But when I was in Orlando, I was pumping six times a day because I wanted to replace the, the two times that I normally boob him. And for some reason, just those extra two times, it really it, it felt very depressing. I don't know. I don't know why. But then again, you think about it, and it's like, well, that is 50% more times. So I guess that does kind of make sense. What's depressing now? I was just talking to our listeners. Yeah. It was between us. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We're pumping back. pumping while I was away was a little depressing. Why? Because normally You had to do it more cuz he wasn't eating it. Yes, exactly. Okay. You know? Look. It is what it is. How'd you feel after not seeing him for a couple of days? Sad? Yeah, right. Could you imagine going 5 days like that? No, I was just telling everyone about that. About <laughs> how you got so sad. Oh, yeah. And you cried. I cried bedtime because he grew so much babies change a lot really quickly everybody newsflash and then last night dory's like going through pictures going like look at how small he is i'm like that was like a month ago i know but he was so much smaller yeah but it's also like he's still a baby i know but now he's a different baby he's in his crib he still can't get from his stomach to his back i know he looks like a little squash bug yeah uh, he slept pretty well. He slept till 5 a.m. Great. Through the night. Yeah. Which is good. 45 to 5. Yeah. Um, I, I, we got to deal with his leaking diaper situation. You put on the overnight diapers? Yeah, and they leaked even worse. Of course they did. Because they're too big. <laughs> no, they're size two. They're too big. Well, I posed this question to my, one of my 
mom Facebook groups. And they were like, why aren't you changing your baby in the middle of the night? No. They <laughs> said, try these things called sposies, which are like basically pads you put inside the diaper. So I ordered some. Do they think that you mean it's leaking urine? Because it's just... It's, no, I said poop. It's I specified poop explosions. Poop. And I included a picture of his butt. No. I mean, not his bare butt, but like his pajamas this morning oh. with so many stains on them. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's just in there shitting through the night. If you came out of that clean, I'd be impressed. <laughs> so, and then someone else suggested putting two diapers on him. So I was thinking maybe, no. maybe we would do a size two no. and then on top a size the three. It's not going to be comfortable. Well, is it comfortable to be sitting in your own poop? Never. But imagine sitting in your own poop and another poop collector layered over that. I don't know. Just all seems uncomfortable. I changed them this morning. I know. And then we fell back asleep. We went back to bed. Mm-hmm. Not together. Same no, he was in his everywhere. crib and I was in the day bed, but yeah. we were in the same room. Mm-hmm. But then you came back to bed. Yeah, because I was like, I think the coast is clear. He'll sleep. Yeah, and he did. Yep. That was smart. Thanks. You're welcome. I'm very smart sometimes. You are. Guys, I don't know what to do about this baby. What do you mean? I, I just I just don't know. What are you talking about? He seems to need so much attention. What? He's such an attention baby. He is not. He's like, give me food every couple hours. He's like, give me food. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So he's a baby? Rave reviews from the grandparents visiting. Oh, my visiting. gosh. They were obsessed with him. They were They're big fans. Big fan. I still haven't looked to check what Avishai's sleep score was, but it was my mom's. My oh, your da- mom slept on that side, my, and my my dad slept on the couch. She, she, he didn't want to take a swing at the sleep number bed. Guess not. Oh my god! What a waste of of his time. He messed <laughs> that on a peaceful night of sleep. Um. Yeah, because the last time they saw him, he was he was real little. He was a blob. Yeah. And like sleeping most of the day. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Remember? Barely. <sighs> he would basically like sleep, wake up, eat, sleep. Wake yeah. up, eat, sleep. Wake up, eat, sleep. I got to see him Friday morning. Yeah. Because their call time wasn't until... 8.30. 8.30. Super late call time. I mean, it really kind of is. It's an hour and a half after normal. I don't even know. what I, 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 I'm functionless at this point. Like, I woke up this morning thinking I was re- I was going to work. I was like, okay. Oh, no. And yesterday, I thought I was going to work, too. Oh, no. And I was, like, ready to go to work. Oh, no. And then when I found out I was home, I was like, oh, what do I do with myself? You were sad? I was a little, like, uh, lost. Ah. You know? Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I'm just going to have to figure it out. Yep. You know? Yeah. Is it... Is it what you were expecting, or is it worse, or is it just different? What do you mean? Like, being on set all the time and being away from Henry. Oh, being away from Henry is worse than I thought it would be. Only because I don't see him at all. Like, I just don't. Like, even in the morning. Like, yeah. a lot of times I'm leaving the house and he's not up awake yet. So, yeah. it's like, oh. Because uh, I thought I'd see him in the morning. Yeah. Um, but last week was weird and the week before that was weird because, you know, we had 
lo- hour and a half away location. So right. I was leaving at five. You were leaving so early. Yeah. So you're at Sony this week? Yeah, for the most part. Okay, well, hopefully you'll be able to see him a little bit in the yeah, morning. Yeah, but it's not going to be a long time. No, I know. And I always feel bad when I hand him to you at 6.15 and I go, bye. That's what I do, because that's what I have to do. It's okay. All right. It is what it is. I could take him with me to work. You want to pick him up there around 7? No. Okay. I tried, guys. I will say uh, Beauregard Bosch has been a trooper. He is a trooper. Because he doesn't care about anything other than sleeping in the morning. Yeah, like yesterday, I was up with Henry at 5, I think, and then 5.30. I think we've conditioned him to know that he's not getting a walk until, you know, And then occasionally well he Henry. does get antsy. So, yeah, so I was up with Henry. Then I fed, I fed Henry starting a little early. I think I started at like 6.15 or 6. I don't remember. And then I was done. He, he fell asleep on the boob at like a little after seven yeah and i put him back down in the crib and then i went back to sleep mm-hmm. and i didn't wake up till like nine thirty. and Bo came back into the bedroom and was asleep yeah he in could his sometimes bed. he could sometimes handle that kind of thing by the way if anyone is following along across the multiple tiers of the extended universe of dory shafir um her car's still at the body shop <laughs> <laughs> so if you remember three or four weeks ago whenever the hell that happened yeah she did quite a number guys apparently i did in addition to my own number i did on it yep a lot of numbers being done to that car so many numbers but the good news is lease is up september yeah i'm 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 inclined to return it early yeah i think there's a penalty for that isn't there i don't know read your lease is there read the lease i don't know why didn't you read the lease when I got, had you get the lease? Oh, my God. Guys, this is what I put up with. Oh, update on the rental car. It destroyed the rim, everybody. Dory Shafir has decided to turn that car's wheel red by getting all of the red paint from a curb onto it and scraping the shit out of it. What do you think, guys? Did I pay for the extra insurance <laughs> in the rental car? Because I knew Dory would be driving it. You're damn right I did. Hi, everyone. The point is, if you're out somewhere and Dory comes by and says, hey, <laughs> can I use your car? Say no, I'll pay for an Uber. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Uh, uh, it's too big. The car's too big. Okay, here's a very small SUV. <laughs> Crunch. That's the Dory way. And then we're into commercial. You know, yes, hon. It's my one thing. Yes, that's your one thing. You have a lot of things. Like what? Like everything. Oh, come on. I'm great at all uh-huh. all things. I'm looking at your things. <sighs> Guys, early economic indicator: the guitar market is slowing. A little, a lot? No, medium. Mm. What does that mean? I don't know. But the last time this happened. Was 2008. <gasps> bum bum bum. Think about it. All right, that's my my that's my financial information for you all. Great time to start looking for a house. 
Get it work. I'm sure we'll time the market perfectly. Oh, uh, perfectly wrong, but we'll do it. We'll perfectly wrong it. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yeah. I think what's important, everybody, is that through this uh, time, I want you all to just remember all really supporting the show all that means is clicking on our links in the podcast description to our wonderful sponsors yeah which reminds me we'll be right back hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. We're back, everybody. We sure are. Hi. Um, we're going to kick things off with a voicemail today. 
Hiya. Okay. Hi, guys. I'm Laura. I'm from Portland, and I'm calling because we have four uh, donor-conceived embryos waiting for my transfer in about two weeks. And I'm curious if anyone out there has met their donor and uh, has created some sort of relationship with them in any way. I, uh, or my husband and I sat down with our donor a couple weeks ago. It was an anonymous situation until that point. And I'm just kind of trying to figure out in the future what that could possibly look like because we all left the door open for some sort of future contact. So I'm curious to put out the donor egg signal in that way. And I guess my other question is, it's been an exhausting year of doctor's appointments. And I know Dory and I've heard of other people who have gone part-time or quit their jobs and kind of focus somewhere else uh, during this time. And I'm just wondering what that was like with that decision, uh, what what led to that decision and how people are feeling, Dory and others are feeling uh, post-transitioning away from focusing on work and possibly focusing more on their health and creating a family. All right. Thank you very much. Bye. Dory, how do you feel? Um, First well, of all, do you have any in- input on donor egg embryo relationships? I think it's totally up to you, but I, you know, I personally think it's nice when there is a relationship because inevitably the kid is going to have questions. Yeah, but then you end up with one of those like mid '90s made-for-TV movies where they come for your baby Mm. and some sort of legal drama. Uh, uh, Why are you giving me crazy eyes? Because I've seen it happen on TV, or I dreamt it. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think that happens. Okay. Um, I remember one thing, one one sh- one made for TV movie or something. This uh, white family had adopted this black child, and then years later, the mother came for to take guardianship of the child. And then I remember this very sad scene where this kid went upstairs and put toothpaste all over his face so he'd be white, and then came down and asked if he could stay. Now, <laughs> I also might have dreamed that. I didn't dream that. Does anyone remember that except for me? Oh Am God. I crazy? I could be. Dear John. <laughs> um, <sighs> you're asking what I think about taking time, taking time to, to focus do IVF. on you and your health. Um, I think it's great. And also, I, you know, this is a good topic. And this has come up a bunch in the Facebook group, actually people asking this very question so i would i would mosey over there and uh and ask about it or or do a search for for past threads about it um because i I think some people have taken fmla yeah prior to even getting pregnant fuck my life asshole yes (laughs) that's what fmla is yep all right Mm -hmm. good yep okay good glad we had this talk (laughs) oh I bet if I had taken some time off when we were doing that last transfer, that last um, retrieval, retrieval, it probably would have worked out better. Yeah, probably. But I was on set and um, flying to and from New York every weekend. Mm-hmm. Never stop working, everybody. Okay. Um, this is from Anonymous. She asks, did you guys see this story in the news recently? Basically, a Cincinnati fertility clinic performed IVF for a family in 1994 and used someone else's sperm 
without the family's knowledge. It looks like the sperm used belonged to a doctor on staff, so it seems pretty unlikely that this was a simple mistake. It was discovered when the family did Ancestry.com testing and realized the daughter was not genetically related to who she thought was her biological father. It is such an appalling situation. I actually feel like I saw an episode of Law & Order SVU that dealt with something similar at some point. Anyway, the clinic in question is my clinic. The doctor involved is not my doctor, but I've seen him before when my regular doctor was on vacation. I've been with this clinic for three IUIs, three egg retrievals, four transfers, an early miscarriage, and finally, one successful round that resulted in my four-month-old science baby, just two weeks, old, old, just two weeks older than Henry. I currently have two frozen embryos being stored with the clinic that we are hoping to transfer next year. Now I feel torn about continuing this clinic, knowing this very shady history. That's very horrifying. I ultimately think I'm going to stick with them since I worry about transporting the embryos to a different clinic. And this clinic is five minutes away from my house with a free parking garage. But I'm curious, what would you guys do in this situation? Love the pod. It has helped me so much along the long and tortured road. That is infertility. Thank you so much. I think we'd peace out. Yeah, I, I agree. Also, it's really creepy that the doctor is still working there. Yeah. What is happening? Gross. Also, what? guaranteed that was not a one-off. Right. More like a fun-off. He's just having some fun, guys. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. Thank you. Well. What? <laughs> okay, this is gross. It is gross. Do you do you think he used the jerk-off room in his own clinic? Oh, sure. I mean, he wants the sperm to live. He doesn't want it to die. So he's kind of like transporting Ugh. it. Although, you know, in fairness, he has an office there. He probably right. uses his office. Oh, disgusting. And like, is he paying off lab techs? Like, well, how, no, what is, how is this happening? It's so confusing. Don't care for this place. No, I don't care how much parking either. is free. I would pay $7 per parking Whoa, a better place. You guys, you know that Matt is serious about this. I don't care for it. I would DNA test that baby right now. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Ew. No. What? Oh, God. A little swab of the cheek. It's fine. It's probably yours, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. That is really horrible. I love Ancestry.com and for, and Forever 23. What is it called? <laughs> 23 and Me. <laughs> My other podcast? Because they seem to tear apart families left and right. Yeah, it's great. Just like, it's like, they should be like, Ancestry.com, what secrets are buried in your past? Well, you know, they had a commercial about that, essentially, but it was, it depicted like a slave and a slave owner. Uh-huh. And, and they and people were like, "This is fucked up." Well, I mean, just historically, what is your, what is the origins of your family? Yeah, but the way they did it was not cool. What, what I think is also fucked up is this doctor, not, not, I don't know. Well, did he like drop the sperm? I was like, "Fuck, I gotta put this sperm on this egg. I better make some quick." Oh God! Was it an a- one-time accident? I doubt it. It's never just once with these kinds of things. Was this a clumsy scientist situation? Why Why would there have been samples of the doctor's sperm lying around the lab? Not lying around the lab. It was just one time. I think the doctor like took it and was like, oh, I'll bring, oh don't worry, Ted. No. I'll bring it over. And then he accidentally dropped it. No. All over the floor. No. He's like, no. oh, no. no. What am I going to do? No, that's not what this happened. This family's going to be so mad. No, that's not what happened. I better make up for this quickly. That's not what happened. Oh, <laughs> but that's probably what he sounded like. 
and then he dropped it. Yeah. You all know how these things happen. Okay. Um, all right. This next email is from Charlie. Hi, Matt and Dory. Greetings from NYC. My name is Charlie. I started listening to the podcast earlier this month. I've been a longtime Nerdist podcast fan, but only remembered about the... The fuck took you so long, Charlie? Charlie, he didn't mean that. (laughs) Only remembered about the IVF podcast after re-listening to an old Hostful episode. I know that you have many newer episodes, but I wanted to start from the beginning and hear your whole story. Oh, good luck. My wife and I are currently attempting conception the old-fashioned way. We're both younger. I'm 31 and she's 30, and we've only been trying for a few months. That said, I was curious to learn more about IVF and prepare myself in case we have to follow that path in months or years to come. I'm in the middle of episode 13, which started with Matt talking about how he has to quit smoking. Yeah. <laughs> every seems like every 13 episodes, that's what I'm talking about. I've been a smoker, real cigs, not cloves, on and off since I was 17. Mm-hmm. Like Matt, I smoke to help relieve tension and in my job. I work in customer service. There you go. There's a lot of stress. I know that quitting smoking will help with conception, but can also improve my health and the health of our future children. Even knowing this intellectually, I feel so stuck in trying to stop. The yeah. worst thing is that I've lied to my wife. Who hasn't? And she thinks I've been smoke-free for the last few weeks. Oh, buddy. She'll find out. I'm sure this will blow up. Hello? Hello? (laughs) Uh, I'm sure this... Is that Kate? No. No. Um, I'm sure this will blow up in my face soon. Wait, I want to... How do I turn off my notifications? Ah, no. I don't want Siri. You go up to the top corner. Yep. You go to the thing that has all your notifications. Yep. And then you scroll up past what they're showing you. Uh Uh-huh. Wait, and that like that whole menu thing, yeah. Like you see all the things, yeah. You can actually scroll up. No, it won't let me. Oh, cool! Hi, I'm Matt, former Mac genius, current Mac genius. Yeah, always. You know? Okay. Um, I'm sure this will blow up in my face soon, but that still doesn't help motivate me to stop. Matt, yep. if yep. you had tactics or methods that were successful oh, for you with cessation, I'd love any advice you have to offer. I'm also a big guy, and I'm curious how your doctors suggested lifestyle changes regarding smoking compared to weight loss. <laughs> Did you wind up losing or gaining, gaining weight in addition to quitting smoking? Did that have any impact on your subsequent IVF cycles? I have not skipped ahead <laughs> to see if you were actually successful in quitting or in getting pregnant. Good luck. So I'll be excited to learn the outcome. And maybe hear you read this email on air several weeks or months from now. Oh, it's going to be months. I mean, you got, you got 160 episodes to get through, pal. Um, <clears throat> and he says, if you're still in IVF land, I wish you the best of luck. And I'm Thank excited you. to get farther into the podcast right now. I'm on a stalled subway, so I can probably binge two more episodes before I get home. Wow. Best Charlie from NYC. Charlie. It's tough, man. It's one of the toughest things I've ever done in my life is try to quit smoking and quit smoking and then start smoking again. Because you feel like such a failure when you start again. Uh, you know, it's an on and off struggle. And it continues to this very day. Currently today, right now. And I definitely gain weight every time I stop because I end up snacking. Which is why tomorrow, it's a shake for breakfast, a shake for lunch, and a sensible dinner. That's right, everyone. Matt's doing Slim Fast because it's 1991. (laughs) I'm doing, I don't know. I have to do something. So tired of it. I don't know. I'm trying to, you know, bike more. Now between shots, I'm, I'm... biking when we're turning around that's great so i just ride around a lot but 
really hoping my commuter bike sh- finally ships at some point so I can bike all the way to work. Hi, I'm Dory Schaffer. I turned it off. I am the queen of I don't know what this noises. is. I don't know what that was. It sounds like it was um, Skype or a messages. No, not a me- like your phone. But I have it on Do Not Disturb, and nothing even showed up. Hmm. What, what is happening? I don't know. It wasn't me for once. Guys, I am so <clears throat> sorry. So, yeah, for me, it's easy, very easy to quit, to not smoke when I'm not working. So, like, hiatuses and stuff like that. It's very easy. Um... But the more stressed I am, and the habitual nature of breaks, you know, it's it's bad. It's not fun. Most successful I was when was when I did the Alan Carr stop smoking, but then I started smoking again. Does that count as success? I don't know. Anyway. Mm. You'll catch up eventually. You'll hear about all of it. (laughs) All right. This is from Jessica. Don't remember if I took one. I don't think you did. Go ahead, Jessica. First, congrats on Henry. I'm so happy for you guys and love hearing your updates about Henry and his milestones. I've also learned some really valuable information about sleep safety, like baby plus dog in the same room plus sleeping parents equals not safe. True story. That's what we think. Yeah. We've yet to have to test it out. Thank God. I also love that you and Matt have found things to do together that you both enjoy. My husband and I also love watching Instant Hotel and Blown Away. We love making bets and guesses at the beginning of the season about who the top two or three contestants will be and bets at the beginning of an episode about who will be that episode's best. You know, spoiler for season one of Instant Hotel. Yeah. I would not have guessed that Babe and Bondi. Made it to the end? Yes. Spoiler, extra spoiler alert. I said spoiler alert. Good God. And then watching the first part of the next season, you would not guess the uh, the other outcome either. No. Really pays off if you just watch it to the end, guys. <laughs> All right. I'm hearing I'm interested in hearing your thoughts about my situations. The my devil's hus- in the details. <laughs> and you're not the devil. <laughs> My husband and I have been trying since June 2016 and seeing an RE since July 2017. We are both 31. I have PCOS and don't ovulate regularly. He has normal sperm. So far, we've done three IUIs. Fucking humble brag. All failed, but we did get a false positive beta on the third IUI, which was a real mind fuck. Last June, we did our first egg retrieval and had 21 eggs retrieved, 16 mature and fertilized, and six blasts. We opted to skip PGS testing since we were 30 and the odds seemed to be in our favor. Dot, dot, dot. We did two hormone replacement FETs of single embryo transfers last fall. Neither worked, so my RE agreed to try a semi-natural FET. I took letrozole as though we were going to do an IUI, and it kind of worked a little. First beta came back at 14, and second beta two days later was 4. On my RE's recommendation, we did an ERA the next cycle, or we tried to anyway. I stopped responding to letrozole. And then ovulated on my own in between monitoring appointments. We had to scrap the first ERA cycle and try again with the hormone replacement protocol that I had used during my first FETs. 
Lupron and birth control suppression, then estradiol pills in increasing doses, and finally, everyone's favorite med, PIO in the butt. After an incredibly painful procedure, the results came back that my lining was pre-receptive and I needed an extra 24 hours of PIO. We transferred our fourth embryo on August 6th and first beta is on the 16th. Assuming this transfer doesn't work, we have two embryos left and the option to do two more single embryo transfers or one dual embryo transfer. My husband is on team transfer one at a time and I'm on the fence. Logically, I know that transferring one at a time has better cumulative odds of succeeding, but transferring both at the same time means we can get to our next retrieval sooner if that transfer fails too. What would you do, Jessica? One at a time. Yep, same. See, since we're both team one at a time and your husband's team one at a time and you're on the fence, feels like you should come party with us. I agree. Um, but also, you know, you you had your beta two days ago. Maybe it worked. August 6th. That was, I 16th. think, the date of... Uh, oh. oh, oh yeah. August 6th was the transfer. Yeah, that was our transfer, too. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Sometimes Dory doesn't remember things that I do. No, I thought you were talking about the beta. Oh, honey, I was never talking about the beta. Okay. Oh, she's a PS. Yeah. I know you two are both originally from the Boston area. We've moved to Cambridge a few years ago and still have so much to explore and see here. Any recommendations on must-see or eat-at places in the Boston-Cambridge area, especially if it's off the beaten path? You know, I love the SNS Deli. That's on Cambridge Street. Uh, and the Royal Bakery. Uh, best sandwich breads you could ever get in your life. The rolls are fucking great there. And their cake is delicious. And that's also on Cambridge Street. Dory? Uh, Remember that place we went to with uh, your parents? The I think it was um, Mediterranean. Oh, yeah. It was in East Cambridge. What was that place called? Delicious. Don't remember. But it was delicious. That was a long time ago. Was it? Wasn't it? I don't know. And then the place that, that we went to that was next to the Brattle. Yes. That was good, too. Also, don't remember that place. It was a bur- they had a burger on the menu that you could only get. Oh, yeah. They limited, until it ran out. Limited edition burger. And I didn't get it. But I would have gotten it. Yeah. That's not really telling you that some place is good. That's just me being like, here's what I would have tried. <sighs> yeah. I miss it. Are we going? Five weeks away, baby. We'll be living in Brookline for four days. Gotta get our flights. Well, you know, now that we're trying to save for a house, I think we should walk. Oh, that's a good idea. Thank you. Okay. All right, we're going to take another short break. No, but it's so much fun. Okay. Guys, when we come back, it'll be post-Rye class. How many times will Henry have flipped over? Tune in to find out. BRB. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello. Wait, now we're back. Oh, okay. Hello, everyone. Can't wait to tell you about uh, Rye class. It was great. You didn't go. I did not go. You slept through it. 
Dory made the mistake of thinking I was just skipping out on Bombus. What? No. <laughs> Not Bombus. <laughs> They're socks. I put the socks on. Um, and yeah. then went and took a nap. Matt I said, said, I'm taking a nap. I'm taking a nap. And because Dory's like, take him out of the thingamajiggy, the car seat, the, the stroller, rather. Because I'm going to go pump. So I'm like, oh, it's like 20 minutes. And then I was sitting in that chair and I was like, I'm exhausted. I'm going to go take a nap. So I thought he meant, I'm going to go take a nap and not go to Rye because he had also been sort of like, do I have to go? And I was like, you, true. you don't have to go. That's you like, I say that go. about everything, though. Um, and so when he said, I'm going to go take a nap, I was like, okay, I guess he's skipping class, which is fine. When I, I totally care. expected my wife to go in and go, okay, it's time to go. And then I was going to get up no. and go. But the reality so, is I did not wake up until the dog was barking like a maniac. When I was coming home. And I like got up and I was like, what's happening? <laughs> and we were coming home from ride class. Yeah. And according to the um, sleep number bed, I literally slept from 12 whatever time it was you were pumping. It was like 11.45. Okay. So I slept from then until 1.14 p.m. Okay, so you slept for an hour and a half. I slept for literally the entire time of the class. Yep. <sighs> Guess I needed it. How'd Henry do? Um, he did well. You know, he was just rolling around. Being a baby? Being a baby. That's good. Yeah. He's a good baby. Yeah, he's a good baby. 10 out of 10 would recommend that baby. I fed him in class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then I thought he was done. Put him back on the mat. And then he was like fussing. And I was like, mm, I guess you need more food. Fed him yeah. the rest of the bottle. Pretty cool. He's been chowing down some food today. Yeah. Yeah, he did chow down some food he today. He chowed down a lot yesterday, too. Yep, yep, yep. He's growing. He's always growing. Growth spurt every time. <laughs> Growth spurt. <laughs> uh, all right. We're back. Let's uh, let's go on. Let's, let's talk some trying to make a baby VIVFs. Uh, well, this next email is from Brittany. Mm-hmm. She says, I've been listening since your adventure began and had an experience lately that you guys helped me through. Our 12-year-old dog, Cody, has had a rough year. Two bouts of pneumonia earlier this year and now our latest issue. All three required stays at the animal hospital, but his latest issue, pancreatitis, was by far the worst and most expensive by far he has gotten yet. Our vet's recommendation was surgery, but we decided not to put our boy through that. Instead, we brought him home with a lot of drugs to make him comfortable. We thought we would have 24 hours to love on him before we had to make the tough call to put him down. Last Monday, we brought him home. Our parents, who often watch Cody for us, came over to say goodbye. We all loved on him. Then That night, my husband, Cody, and I all curled up in bed. We both wrote down all the things we loved about him, from his obsessive-compulsive behavior about his ball Aww. to how he always tries to lick our legs after a shower. We talked for hours about all the things we wanted to remember about our guy. We went to bed crying, thinking the next day would be it. Oh, my God. This is so sad. When we woke up the next morning, our boy was perky and wanted to eat, which he hadn't done without a feeding tube for over a week. We all snuggled on the couch and watched Instant Hotel. Thanks for the recommendation, by the way. You're welcome. And by the end of that day, Cody was wanting to play ball. We are on borrowed time with our boy, but it does look like he is slowly improving. His pancreatitis is likely to return, but for now, I have Cody cuddled up next to me while I write this a week later. My point of writing this is because Matt always gets upset thinking about the end of Bo's life. I just wanted to say that as someone going through this, write down and record all the things you love about him. So much. Record all the wacky things he does and his moments with Henry. Having our night to remember our boy within there was very therapeutic, and I wish we did it more often with just less crying and more laughing. 
We're taking it day by day over here, but your podcast and instant hotel are helping us through all the best. Brittany, 3,900 square feet in Phoenix, two adults, one dog and a kid and another dog in our future. And Matt is crying. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Guys, I get really emotional about that dog. I love him so much. You also get really emotional about our son. I tell Bo I love him all the time. All the stupid things he does. Like when he crawls up on the couch and just tries to sit on it like nobody should sit on a couch. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, Bo. Wait, where is he? What's he doing? I think he's in the living room on the couch. No, he doesn't even care about us anymore. Nope. Screw that dog. What's next? <laughs> uh, this is from Anne Marie. Just kidding, Bo. I love you. Hi, Matt and Dory. I'm a new listener to your podcast. I've had a couple new listeners this this week. What's going on? Hey, new listeners. Started listening about two and a half weeks ago, and I'm on episode 105. Insane, Holy right? Holy shit. I'm one episode away from your San Francisco live wired episode. Oh yeah. Just wanted to say how much I love your relationship, the information on IVF and the look into your personal lives. I'm not trying to conceive. As a matter of fact, I'm an aspiring grandmother. My kids are 27, 25 and 18. I now find myself thinking of their fertility. I've advised my sons not to not use their heated car seats and I'm finding a way to approach my daughter about that AMH blood test to test her egg age. (laughs) My 18 year old son is gay. So I've advised my husband that we have to start saving to help our son and his future life partner with egg donor, IVF, surrogate, et cetera. Mm -hmm. As he's only 18, he isn't even thinking about kids, but someday I don't want money to be the barrier to him having a family. Oh my God. I'm going to cry. That's very sweet. That's like the nicest thing I've ever heard. Congratulations on your pregnancy. You are currently 10 weeks. Hoping all turned out well, but I'm not letting myself jump ahead. Matt, love that you grew up in Lowell. You actually grew up on a street a few streets away from where I lived in Lowell. Which one? Where would you live on? Virginia went, F? Went to the Brooks Pharmacy all the time. Oh, I worked there. Anyway, thank you for sharing your IVF experience. It's amazing. That's a small so, world. That's so cool. Thanks, Emory. You sound like a great mom. Well, you know, if we can help some people out there become better people out there, then... It's all worth it. Tell you what isn't worth it. That parking fee for Henry. (laughs) Guys, he'll never get over it. I won't. All right. uh, This next email is from Sandal. The resort? Uh, No. Oh, because if they were like, come to Sandals. You want to go to Sandals? Sure. It's all inclusive, right? It is. Well, I've never been on an all inclusive trip. It sounds delightful. You don't have to worry about anything. I mean, I've been like on work trips where it was technically all inclusive, Mm. (laughs) but it was not like a sandals. No. All right. Matt and Dory, as a desert dweller with a cycling obsessed husband, Matt, you have to get gator skin tires. I have gator skin tires. They were, they were gator skin tires. (sighs) That's what you need to understand. (sighs) I replaced them with a newer set of gator skins, (sighs) but Continue with the email. Uh, She says, well, there might be other brands, but that's the one I remember my husband talking about that helps prevent thorns piercing the tires. Also, we're moving from an 850 square foot apartment to a 1200 square foot house. And I'm so excited. Nice. Not only will we have a backyard for Reggie Barkley, (laughs) 93 pound Greyhound. That's a Star Trek reference. Reginald Barkley, honey. But I will have my own office and will no longer have to share an office with my husband and his four bicycles. Oh, 
That's a dream. So, Dory, I understand you're fraught with a husband with a large object hobby. That's <laughs> true. You have uh, many large objects behind you right now. We also have a cat, but he's fine wherever. Thanks, Sandal. <laughs> we also have a cat, but he doesn't give a shit. Nope. Because he's a cat. Um, all right. This next email is from Lauren. Cats really do seem much less maintenance. Yes, they are. That's why people like cats. Yeah, I get it. But also, like, would I be sitting here crying over my cat? Maybe. I don't know. I, I think a lot of. I think you're going to hear from a lot of cat, cat, cat people. No, of course, cats are just like the dog. They are a member of the family. I'm being facetious talking okay. about the cats. Thank you. Hopefully, you all get your cats pretty litter. Yes. Slash adventure. Mm -hmm. uh, you two have talked about having a financial advisor that has helped you guys. I have looked for such a person and I only come up with financial advisors who invest for you. And I have one of those. I would love to have someone who goes into the details that your guy has done with you. But what are they specifically called? You know, I don't know that it's a thing, really. Ours is called a financial coach. That's Dylan. He teaches yeah. finance. Yep. And if you go to dylanteachesfinance.com and you sign up on his website and you say that you're a listener of the podcast, they'll give you 20% off your first month. Which is a bargain. You know? I mean, I think we're in way better shape now than we were before Dylan. We're in much better shape. See? It's crazy. That is some positive. And uh, he does he does video meetings, so you can meet with him wherever. Yeah, you don't have to be in Los Angeles, because quite frankly, he's not going to be in LA that long anyway. Yeah, he's moving. He's, he's, he's heading north. Yep. But we're continuing because we can Skype with him. Yep. Over the internets. Mm -hmm. Thanks, internets. Um, all right. Well, she lives in a 5,500 square foot house. Well. With her husband, herself, and our 70 pound sheep -a doodle Pippa. And our two Shih Tzus, Bernard and Boomer, and hopefully a little kiddo before too long, too. Well, I we think. trade gorgeous views for amazing real estate value in Oklahoma. I see. Mm -hmm. Okay. I getcha. Yeah. 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 I think you're going to, I think you'll find him very helpful. It's really when you, it's like getting John Taffer in there to look at your bar, you know, when he peels open the books. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wait, peel back the curtain and crack open the books. That's what he does. Yep. Because quite frankly, you know, you might not know exactly what you'd have to really. It's interesting to really look at where you're. Where is the money being spent? Where is it being spent? Okay. Do we have an answer yet? Where it's being spent? Yeah. Uh... She's gesturing towards these guitars, which are all free because uh... they've paid for themselves in joy. Okay. All right. <laughs> sure. Okay. Okay. Good talk. Um. Okay. Ingrid has mm -hmm. a non-IVF related question for the Disney portion well, of the podcast. Well, I am here to celebrate the Disney portion of the podcast. A lot of Disney happening in this house lately. I was there on Wednesday. I actually spent two nights in Disney, honey. Yeah, you did. Um, but you didn't, did I you go spent, to the park other no. than shooting? Okay. No. I could have the second night. The, yeah. or the I guess, yeah, first night I went, had dinner with well, with one of the showrunners and then we were, we were gonna go napa rose we were gonna go to the park romantic we were so romantic mm. the bishop family that's the two of us uh we went to go get it because there were tickets left for us by abc but like it was like 10 o'clock at night and like they some 
that the will calls closed at like 10. So oh. The park was only open for two more oh. hours. And we were like, we could just buy tickets. And then we were both like, we gotta be up at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I know. Let's skip it. And then the next day, after I got back to the hotel, I was going to go at night because Hardwick was there anyway, just randomly there that day. And I was going to go meet up with him. And uh, I got to that bed and I was like, no, yeah. I physically cannot do this right now. <laughs> you know, I think it's it's good that you've been listening to your body. I've been listening to my body uh, really hate me for a while. Mm. <laughs> well, Ingrid wants to know. Yeah. She says, I live in Australia and haven't visited any of the Disney parks or been to many theme parks here or overseas. Would you please explain the appeal of Disney theme parks in particular? It seems like such a big part of American popular culture, and I'm interested in your perspective. Thank you. Best wishes, Ingrid. Uh, oh, also, she says, P.S. I live alone in a 610 square foot apartment in Sydney with no pets except the family of possums who live in the tree outside my bedroom window. I woke up in the middle of the night a few months ago to find two possums perched at the end of my bed. I was very startled and spent close to an hour chasing them around my room and back up the window. I've installed a fly screen, so ho- thankfully haven't had any re- recent nocturnal visits from my possum friends. Anyway, back to the question wow. at hand. Well handled. Yes, yes. Uh, you ever go to one of Sydney's most sought-after suburbs, which is actually number 310 of... <laughs> 320 <laughs> that, was, that, was a, about instant hotel. that was a low blow when they brought that up that well, statistic I mean, look out. if you're a number one trip advisor top one percent top one percent of trip advisor reviews then mm-hmm. you should know not to be bullshitting yep. Yep, yep um well i think the appeal to disneyland is escapism mm-hmm. uh you know it's known as the happy branded as the happiest place on earth you know, yeah. Everyone there is uh, a cast member that's working there. You're in a, you're part of a show. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it's just a place. You know, I think a lot of kid, a lot of kids grow into adults because the, and still maintain their fascination with Disneyland because they're remembering fondly the time in their life when they had no worries and were in Disney. Mm-hmm. 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 So I think that's part of the charm and part of why I like it. Yeah. It's a nostalgia factor. So I get it if you're Australian and, and have never, I mean, it's a hell, I mean, what's the closest one to you guys? Shanghai Disney, maybe. Uh, or Isn't Tokyo Disney Sea, maybe. Is there a Hong Kong Disney? There is. Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> um, you know, if you actually, if you want to see it from an Australian's point of view, there's a there's a YouTube channel called it's it's a, it's a new one just or just started called Review Time I believe it's T H Y M E oh and it's this Australian guy who used to work at Disney who now reviews he reviews all these theme parks and uh, talks extensively about even Australian uh, theme parks so fascinating but that's that that's uh, that's the gist of it I think you know escapism the world is terrible why not go to a place where you can pretend the world isn't terrible meanwhile you're essentially supporting one of the largest conglomerate media companies on the planet yep but you're having a great time 
at their theme parks. Uh, all right, moving on. It's from Sean. I love you, Disney and ABC parent company. ABC is Disney. <laughs> I can totally understand Matt's experience with reading Into Thin Air. The first time I finished the book, I had to immediately read it again. Anatoly Bukharov, the guide on the mountain madness team who refused to use supplemental oxygen, also wrote a book called The Climb that tells the story from his perspective. Sean, one human in a 400 square foot studio in San Jose, California. It's funny. He sort of wrote that as like a like a counterpoint to Krakauer's book. Because mm, mm-hmm. he felt like overly criticized, but then like in Krakauer's book, it was, like constantly talking about the heroic actions he took mm. to save people. Interesting. So I'm like, what? Do you really have a problem with being called heroic? <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Um. All right. We have a voicemail. Hey, Matt and Dory, I had decided I needed to call you guys on my drive here from uh, from Louisville, Colorado, up to Loveland, Colorado, to make a delivery. But you were just talking about uh, deaths on Everest. We actually lost our company's patent attorney this year. Uh, he oh had climbed God. Everest and had come down to base camp and just passed away in the night. It was actually, he had uh, accomplished his life goal of climbing all seven highest peaks on all seven continents. He was quite a guy. It was Chris Kulish, if you want to look him up. I do. Uh, love the ball. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Oh. Seven peaks. Uh, that's the seven tallest peaks on the seven continents, honey. Wow. So it's, uh, it was first done in uh, the early to mid-80s by like a Texas billionaire. Cool. And then it became a thing. Wow, right. I wonder if he must have had uh, altitude sickness. Yeah, that's that's so sad. Yeah, to get all the way back down to base camp. Oof. Hopefully he went peacefully. Yeah. Content in knowing that he had done it. Yeah. Well, switching gears. It's from Gabby. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. have been binging Instant Hotel <laughs> since you guys mentioned it last week, and I adore it. I've got to say, I really preferred Group 1 to Group 2 in Season 1. Same Agreed. Here. Agreed. Group two was out for damn blood. Anyway, I adore Tristan and Beck, but I'm bummed because for some reason their episode didn't show the activity. What's that all about? Poor editing? Did I miss something? We said the same thing. Okay. We thought the same thing too. <laughs> so I'm guessing something was cut and I'm going to guess it was either one of the, one of the following reasons. They used the song in the original edit that they couldn't afford to put on Netflix they uh, used a lot of logoed boards for her for whatever team she's going and they couldn't get the rights for it um, but yes I loved Tristan and Beck uh, and it's a shame because in the ratings most of the couples talked about how much they love the location and activities yeah and then I, Dora and I were like we must have missed something and they showed some like snippets of them yeah and we were like wait we didn't see that yeah it's very weird Anyway, thanks for the rad suggestion. Give Bo a belly rub and Henry, Hank, as I call him to myself, a baby mm-hmm. high five for me. I will. Uh, love from Anybody Philly. out there of Instant Hotel fame who, who listens? <laughs> Babe or Bondi? Are you trying to have a baby? Bondi? Okay. Hey, guys. This is Vera. I post podcast. Um, after, you, after Matt was saying he wished that there was an ITV version for here in the U.S. 
And there actually is something similar. Um, it's called BritBox, B-R-I-T-B-O-X dot com. It's a subscription service that gives you stuff both from ITV and from BBC. It's sort of like BBC America, but you get more shows from the ITV catalog. Hmm. And it has like a monthly and a yearly subscription service. So just wasn't sure if you guys knew about that. Maybe you want to check it out, give it a chance, um, help you guys out if you are looking for other stuff to get over here across the pond. Thanks. Look forward to hearing from you guys. Bye. All right, I'm on BritBox's website right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to search. There's two things I need. I need Bargain Hunt. No Bargain Hunt. I need Cash in the Attic. No Cash in the Attic. Oh, boy. Maybe I could get myself a... Uh... By the way, this DSI Bancroft is a show Dory would love. What is it? On the surface, Elizabeth Bancroft is a model, DSI, trusted, adored, and respected by her colleagues. But what secrets lie beneath Ooh. this veneer? Ooh, yeah, yeah. I love when a secret lies beneath a veneer. Um, yeah, someone else was telling me about this the other day. I think we were talking about it at work. Uh, see, this is interesting, because they've got a lot of different... There's a lot of stuff in here. If I watched more TV, I would definitely be on board with this situation. With super yachts. Are you kidding me? Britain's biggest super yachts? I'd be watching that in a second. I know. That sounds like right up your alley. Uh, cameraman to the queen? Uh, let's see. What else would I be watching here? Uh, you know, obviously, doc- classic Doctor Who. The Doctor Who Comic Con panel. <laughs> I love it. What's country file? Cranford. Dame Judy Dench. Uh, country file spring diaries. Experience the beauty of British countryside as it comes to life in this magical season through this exploration of the region's wildlife, history, and culture. Oh, I would enjoy that. I'd watch that. Yeah. That sounds very calming. Cracker seems good because Robbie Coltrane's in it. I really like Robbie Coltrane. Guys, this is a BritBox thing. What a way to go. What else do we got here? Dead Good Job is about a funeral home. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of Doctor Who. Dirk Gently. Boy, oh boy. Father Brown, honey. Mm-hmm. Faulty Towers. Oh, boy. Flog It is an auction show. Oh. Okay. Oh, Gardner's World. That looks promising. Good Morning Britain, of course. The Hairy Bikers. <laughs> Let's see. What else do we got? How here? to lose weight well? Oh, that's a good one. I'll watch that because I need to know all that information. Last of the Summer Wine that ran for eight seasons from 1973 to 1985. Fascinating. A lot of Agatha Christie. Sure. Oh, Midsummer Murders. Love that show. It's on Netflix. A show called Mum. That seems like it's probably pretty good. Murdered Boyfriend? My Boy Jack with Daniel Radcliffe and Kim Cattrall. Okay. I'm loving all of this. What's that dog thing? 
Which one? That For one. the Love of Dogs? Yes. Comedian and dog lover Paul O'Grady brings his affectionate, funny presenting style to a show that explores the unbreakable bond between man and dog. Oh. Oh, and another show called Puppy Love. Oh, you got QI. That's fun. Red Dwarf. A, a lot of uh, Rowan Atkinson Rewind that's 10 minutes long. <laughs> All well, right. I think you're going to subscribe to this. Uh, I wish I wish I watched well, you don't have time. more television. You don't have time. And honestly, God, if Bargain Hunt was sitting there right at the top, I'd be on this in a second. The Great Chelsea Garden Challenge. Maybe I'd watch that. Instant Gardener. Oh, boy, oh, boy. The best of the office, which is the British office. Oh, boy, honey. This is going to be... Really something. Oh, Upstairs, Downstairs, the 2010 reboot. Um, All right. Okay. I mean, look, I got through everything. I'm now at Zen and 5x5. Five five, so. All right. Well, we got a late-breaking email okay. from Maria. Okay. Dear Dory and Matt, I'm racked with shame about being the instant hotel spoiler. <laughs> dare i give you my excuses i mean i'll hear them but one here's what my brain registered matt gene and sharon geez grr dory no spoilers matt gene and sharon grr, sheesh dory no spoilers in other words you guys didn't like gene and sharon and i heard dory reminding matt no spoilers for the listeners i suppose i could listen to the episode again and find out that perhaps dory was telling the listeners not to spoil it for you but i'm humiliated enough already <laughs> two, it turns out I watched season two first and quickly got to the final Gene and Sharon episode. Since you said you had binge watched, it simply didn't enter my mind that you hadn't already seen it. My very bad. Gene and Sharon, which ones are they? Uh, the the older gentleman with the wife who like waits on him. Yes, the former New Zealand pop star. Yes. <laughs> Three, does the fact that I'm 78... And therefore, clearly on the way to senility count. No. However, I do broaden the diversity of your audience. You do. Absolutely. And we appreciate that. And I think that if you watched Instant Hotel at our behest, great. Or if you were just finally excited to talk to it, talk to uh, anyone about it, we understand. Yeah, we do. Thanks for, thank you for adding that it didn't make a big difference in your enjoyment of the show. Nevertheless, I'm deeply sorry. <laughs> the spoiler rule. As a side note, but to the point of your podcast, my niece with old eggs and her husband with dumb sperm had science babies last month. Her husband oh, works great. at UPenn and their insurance covers two rounds of IVF, but requires that two embryos are transferred each round. It surprised everyone oh, that's that interesting. both embryos implanted very nicely the first round uh -huh. and now they have twin boys. Well, your humble you fan, Maria. Maria. Yes. Thank you. Spoiler alert. The Casketeers. People die. <laughs> <laughs> Maria seems cool. Maria seems to know what's what. Yeah. Uh, okay, we have one last email from Mordecai. Okay, Mordecai, let's hear it. What are your movie reviews? He says, always happy to share my thoughts on all things pop culture. Given that I have so little time that I need to cram in podcasts at 3x, <laughs> I'll need to keep my review equally paced. Ant-Man and the Wasp. I know Ant-Man. I'm pretty sure he's cousins with Mendel Ant-Man of the Flushing Ant-Mans. I'm not so sure about the wasp, though. I'm pretty sure she drinks gin and tonics and eats little sandwiches made with white bread and mayo. That's Conclusion... Ant-Man, Jewish. The Wasp, scary goyish. Well, you know, this is my kind of review. Because it really gets to the bread and butter of what's happening here. You mean the bread and mayo? Yeah. Uh, the bread and whitefish. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Mark. I can't wait for his Spider-Man. 
Far from home. Uh, that's your assignment for next week, Maura. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Reminder that you can support us on Patreon and get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash Spider-Man, Spider-Man's from Queens. Yep, he sure is. A uh, huge thanks to our Patreon supporters. We really appreciate your support. Um, if you support us at the $5 level or above, you get a bonus episode and you get your name read on the podcast each month. And don't forget, if you start supporting us on Patreon, you also get the whole back catalog of Patreon episodes. And there are a lot of them. That'll, there'll be two more at the end of this month. Yep. All right. Here Sandy we- Barry. Alexandra Fay. Amanda Schramm. Andrea. Anna Appleton Clayton. Anonymous. Ashley Miller. Ashley Wager. Brian Gusky. Carolyn. Chadwin. Christina. Claire Dealey. Danny Cav. Danielle Nutsaforo. Deanna McLean. Elise Dayton. Eliza. Elizabeth. Elliot Anaya. Gita Dury. Greer Watson. Holly Purpura. Purpura? Purpura? Purpura. Jackie Spagnolo. Jane Ennis. Jennifer Simon. Jennifer T. Brennan. Jennifer Wang. Jenny Fick. Joanna Reinwald. Jordan Hamesley. Kaylee Hendrickson. Kalila. Karen Perelman. Katie Combs Pritchard. Katie Joyner. Uh, Katie McKenzie. Carrie L. Laura Bennett. Lauren Kay. Lauren Schultz. Lynn Nugent. M. Upcher. Madeline Deathfluff. Maggie Scow. Manamana. Marifoss. Maria Bishop. Mary M. Mary Messick. Megan Drury. Melanie Braunbeck. Michelle Chizinski. Nancy Olson. Nicole Mustafa. Olga Zilstra. Rebecca Dawson. Rebecca Tran. Robin. Robin Reeks. And Samantha. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. If you want to do that, head over to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Otherwise, we'll catch you here each and every week on a podcast about IVF from people who went through IVF and now have a baby. Yep. Bye. Bye.